welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And today we have a very special episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast for you with a very special guest, someone who is doing a podcast for the very first time. We've had a lot of podcast newbies on here, and I'm excited to be introducing to you guys our very special guest, a very good friend of mine. His name is Justin Hawara. He is on staff with Campus Outreach down in Mobile, Alabama is where he lives. He's actually been working with CO for 16 years which uh, is amazing. So, Justin, thank you for being on the podcast, man. T-Roll, great to be here. I'm a, uh, a fan of your podcast because I've, I've listened to most of the episodes, and everyone's a fan of T-Roll, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be on. Very kind of you to say. It's true. So, are you actually going to listen back to this episode now? How do you feel about hearing your own voice? Man. Nervous? Um, yeah, usually I don't listen to myself because I sound terrible, but uh, oh, I don't think hopefully so. you guys will you know, accept me for who I am. But we'll see. <laughs> everyone everyone certainly does, man. Everyone's excited to hear from you. Uh, before we get into our topic today, um, Justin, you, as I mentioned, you've been on staff now for 16 years. What, have all the, what are all the cities that you've actually lived in while you've been on staff? Yes, yeah, so I'm a graduate of South Alabama. Started my, uh, my CEO connection in Mobile. My first assignment was in Troy. I spent seven years in, in Troy, Alabama. And then we started CO in Houston. And so I spent three years in Houston, in the Houston area. And then we moved back to Mobile. So I also claim Hattiesburg, Mississippi, even though I've never lived there because we just expanded there. Got to be a part of that. And I'm still over the Troy ministry. So that's been my 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 timeline there. Very nice. So all over the map. Well, Justin, we're really excited for you to be our guest here with this topic. Um, a very important topic, something that's actually been uh, at the forefront of society and culture now for a, a pretty a handful of years. I feel like it's been increasingly relevant. Uh, we're going to be talking about stress and anxiety today. Um, so Justin, what we want to do here, we're going to have a handful of questions. We're going to ask you these questions and uh, let's just have some discussion. You ready to roll? Let's do it. Okay, man. So can you start by just defining stress and anxiety at somewhat of an elementary level? You know, maybe even the distinctions between the two. Yeah, T-Roll, good question. I, first of all, I want to give the disclaimer that I by no means am a you know, expert on all the clinical levels of, of anxiety. Um, what we'll be talking about today is just general common stress and anxiety. Um, and I'm going to give somewhat of a detailed definition of anxiety, but for me, definition wise, stress and anxiety are, are kind of the same thing. You know, stress would be a very minor, minor level moving into a, you know, a, a, a small level anxiety to actual, anxiety that leads to, you know, physical impact, panic attacks and, you know, real deal, uh, impacts on your life, uh, type of anxiety. So definition wise, I've, I've had the privilege to speak on this topic once to some students in Troy, and then also to some athletes at South Alabama and both times it really connected. And, and, and the, the biggest thing is, is it's not, it didn't connect because of what I said, it connected because, this is just rampant right now on the campus. I know I've heard a university official say basically that they're having a hard time hiring enough counselors on campus to help, you know, manage the, the, just how common anxiety is. And 
I heard something else or I read something else recently in an article, Gospel Coalition article that talked about this generation, um, the millennials, Gen Y. Do I have that right, T-Roll? Not totally sure on that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. People born basically. I think that's right, though, yeah. Yeah, born in the 80s and 90s. The 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 mantra we heard growing up was, you are strong, you can do it. And now we have Gen Z, um, also known as the Homelanders, which is something I want to explain. Gen Z, the message, you are strong, you can do it, has been replaced with, you are weak, you need help, which both of those messages are good and bad, depends how you take them. But the the message that most college students kind of came up in culturally is look out. It's going to be really hard. You need a lot of help. And even the word, the, the term homelanders uh, comes from basically the, the terrorist attacks in 2001, the, hmm. the Homeland Security Act, which basically means, you know, we're in danger. <laughs> there's, there's trouble that could get to us in our country. That's even a title they've, that, that this generation has been given. And so, one important thing to, to figure out before we even define the word is just to know, you know, you're coming from a generation that's more prone to anxiety and stress than maybe, you know, or I'd say maybe not than any generation, but than most generations in our country. So, yeah. So I just think one, it's, it's common and anxiety, I think can be sin. Um, and in one sense, it's a repentance issue, but, Really, I think anxiety is just, we need to view it as a temptation. We're tempted to anxiety, um, and we need to start involving the Lord. But it's, you know, I I say all that to say it's a very common reality for college students today. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, again, you've been working on staff now for 16 years. your, Your entire life is devoted to young people, to college students. So let me ask you this. How can a college student fight for joy when there are so many things that are constri- or excuse me, contributing to, to their stress. Yeah. Let me get to that. I, I, I failed at answering specifically your first question. So I'm going to try to answer both of them with no this worries, comment, man. but a general definition for anxiety is, is basically it's, it's characterized by extreme uneasiness of mind or brooding fear about some contingency. And so I think when you think about anxiety, you got to think about the concept of contingency. It basically means you're uncomfortable with what might happen. You're unsure about the future. You're unsure about things. You lack a form of stability that God desires you to have. And so when you think about anxiety, think about that. Think, what am I longing for? And that leads me to my favorite definition of anxiety. It's, it's really interesting. And this is just like from Webster's Dictionary. Uh, one of the definitions, one of the definitions for anxiety is ardently or earnestly wishing. And I found that really interesting. Anxiety is not this, it's not primarily some physical thing that happens to you. Um, I don't even think it's something that's primarily mental in your mind. I think it, it is connected to both of those as well, but I think anxiety is mainly connected to questions of your soul you want something out of life. You want something inwardly. You know, things are supposed to be different than they are. You are ardently or earnestly wishing for things. 
And, I, and, and so to summarize the definition portion, anxiety is, is basically someone who is struggling um, in the sense that they know something is missing. They know something more is out there for them. So when you think about anxiety, think of things are not the way they're supposed to be, which hopefully we'll get to in a second, but that, that has a lot of spiritual implications versus just mental or physical. And so my main word for coaching people on how to deal with anxiety issues is you, you've got to find something that's stable because the, the concept of anxiety is so much about, I, I don't know. I don't know how things will be. I don't know what's going to happen. And so when you think about, I want to, I want to, you know, repent of or, or have less anxiety in my life. You have to first start to think about, well, well, what, you know, what's unstable, but you could ask the question, what is stable? And I think that's my first answer. And the concept of, or the, the question you ask about, how do college students fight for joy? You've got to go to something that's stable. That's good. That's really good, man. Okay. Well, let's, let's keep things moving here. Um, you know, we've talked about basic definitions and a um, little bit of how to actually fight for joy. I would say, you know, more and more college students have really dealt with, you, you mentioned this at the very beginning, panic attacks. And, um, you know, especially with all the stress and life that they feel, so what about practically, you know, for someone who's really struggling with, with stress and anxiety, what are some practical steps that, um, that students, that college students can take to overcome some of these difficulties? Yeah, I, I've never personally struggled with an actual panic attack. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I, I definitely think, or I definitely know that the spiritual and the mental struggle with anxiety does lead to physical impact. Um, so not a ton of insight there, obviously inviting other people into your life, you know, being honest and sharing that, that these physical impacts, you know, are, are, are happening. Um, and I think, you know, I know one question we may hit on later, but when you're to the level of having panic attacks and, and your anxiety is actually impacting your body physically, that's when, you know, it's probably good to really invite someone who knows a lot about this topic into your life. Um, you know, I think when I do feel anxious, you know, it's never gone to a panic attack level, but I think it has started to impact my breathing some and kind of a heavy chest feeling. And, and I do think, you know, what I coach myself and, and even my kids with is you got to breathe, you got to relax and you, and you got to connect to God. You got to pray. And then, and obviously connecting to, to people who calm you down. Going back to the, my, my key word of stability. Where can you find stability in your instability? Um, sometimes it is hard to connect to God. But hopefully you have that friend, or maybe you have that Bible verse, or you have that that thing that works for you that gets you stable. And I think, you know, Two, two key verses for you guys if you want to do a little Bible study. I love Numbers, the book of Numbers twenty three nineteen. It basically says God is not a man. He, he, he will not lie. He doesn't change his mind. And I love that about God. I love that in a world where I feel so much instability and so much, there's so many unknowns. 
the, the nature of God is he doesn't change. And so if you can get to where, you know, in the moment, sometimes it's too late. It's hard to get a, a logical thought, but if you're spending time with God and you're, you're meditating on his character, he's unchanging. The the other verse would be Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. And just the invitation where Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you understand that the, the heart of God is to give you rest, does he call us into hard work and, and service? Of course. But in our souls and our spiritual lives, he longs for us to have rest. And so kind of going back to the, the question you had about fighting for joy you you have to stay ahead of your anxiety issues by meditating on the character of God, having those key verses like the two I mentioned that help you remember what God is like. Maybe even, even reading a book about the attributes of God and understanding his character or doing a Bible study in a world with so much instability, we have got to be deeply rooted in the stability of God. That's a good word. It's tweetable right there, man. So find something stable, which there's nothing more stable than the love of God, and cling to that. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this. I think, you know, in some ways you, you might have already asked, answered it, but maybe we can get a little more laser-focused here. Um, this whole idea of clinging to uh, truths that will help you as you are searching for something more stable as you're dealing with stress or anxiety. Again, our our culture— I would say puts a lot of pressure on young adults and college students uh, to have all of life figured out, right? But this really just contributes more and more to their stress. So what are some um, what are some things that college students can cling to? Maybe some other verses or some other ideas you might have when there's specifically when they're experiencing uncertainty about their future. Because I think that's something that a lot of young adults, a lot of college students that we interact with, really do struggle with. So thinking about the future and what's to come. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think some of the same thoughts I've shared, maybe my best thoughts. Um, I think, I think the specific attribute of God to, to, to go on there is, is just his sovereignty. I love meditating on the, the concept that humanity is inside time. We're in history, you know, um, we have a year, we, came and we'll have a year that we we are not here anymore i love thinking about the fact that god is not inside time he is he is he is he's transcendent he is he's he's everywhere he already knows the future and i think again i hate to be cliche but it goes back to how deep do you know uh, the love of god for you um, how, how, how rooted and grounded are you in the fact that he really is going to do good for you? I think another thing is, and I, and I think I've even struggled with this. We live in a world where we want to avoid hard things and struggles, but guys, in the older you get, you realize this, your hardships and your struggles and the unknowns in life, those are always, those always end up being your best seasons of life because it forces you to need God. And so I would say, don't wish those away. Don't be afraid of unknowns. God gives unknowns so that you'll need him, so that you'll need to lean on him. What if you knew everything already? He doesn't want it that way. So don't try to get rid of those unknowns and those hard things. Know that God has those there as well so that he can show you more about his character. Hmm. I want to double tap on that right there. You said 
correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, it's in those seasons that are really difficult where it forces you to know God even deeper, right? So, um, and you, you know, you, you mentioned sovereignty, and if you know, if God is in control, and if God is putting you through something where you might be experiencing a lot of stress, you might be experiencing a lot of anxiety. And we know as Christians that the answer is to to run to the gospel, to run to Jesus. Um, might it be that even that stress and even that anxiety is is in a way God trying to bring you closer to himself? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I think so. And I think we just, like I said, we have to be very careful. We're trained, you know, don't get hurt, <laughs> don't have pain. But that's that's where you understand the sweetness of God is is in those moments. And mm. so... I really do think, you know, I do think he he gives us those moments. He gives us those seasons. And again, like I said, and I think most of you are already old enough right now to have at least one or two experiences like this. But in, in my 20, 25 years of being a Christian, I can honestly say the the, the best years, the best seasons were those of, of unknowns and, and painful experiences. That's so good, man. Not the painful experiences, obviously, but what you said was yeah, so good. And, and we, need to be, we need to be careful of that because sure. that doesn't mean some people, you know, the, the radical guys will go out and say, I want to go do something crazy. I'm not saying you have to go dive into pain on your own. But right, right. When when you read between the lines of the story God's writing, don't, don't avoid the hardship. It's 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 a good thing. It's a good word, man. Well, let's let's get you out here on, on this question. Um, yeah, I think you meant you kind of alluded to this briefly earlier. But let me ask you this. At what point do you think um, somebody who is struggling with anxiety should seek professional help when it comes to dealing with their stress and dealing with that anxiety? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good question for someone that's close to you because it's going to be a case-by-case situation. Um, if you're every day, you know, or multiple times a week, kind of riddled with anxiety to where, like we said before, there's physical, you know, showing of, of, of anxiety. Or I would say if you're losing sleep multiple nights a week, um, you at least need to tell someone who loves you that has some spiritual depth that can point you to the right direction. So, yeah, I just, I would just say if it's a really common occurrence in your life, it would be good to talk to a professional just help you understand where it's coming from. I think this is where my expertise is definitely wearing out, but I'm sure there's physiological differences in each person that, you know, some of us are more prone to this, this struggle than others. Um, but, but I think, you know, kind of one more closing thought is guys, we're, we're all going to struggle with this. And like I said, this is just the, this is a generation that's riddled with, and it's going to be there. And so don't feel bad if you're struggling with it but what do you do with it? Do you let, do you let God lead you to, to himself in a deeper way through your struggle? Don't wish it away. I think God can use it for more intimacy with him. Well, Justin, I'm, I'm really thankful you decided to do this podcast with me, man. And I think that the conversation we just had is going to be a big blessing to a lot of people. So I want to thank you for giving me some of your time and giving us and all of our listeners some time as well. You have any parting thoughts before we get out of here? 
just that I'm, I'm thankful I got to do this with you, T. Roll, and uh, I really do care. We we as a ministry care a lot about not just you guys doing tons of ministry and being a ministry hero, but we want you to be free from these these personal heart level practical emotional struggles and so mm, don't be afraid to come to us and you know connecting to your local church and, and places that can really help you so just know that we care and deal with this um you know as needed thanks d-roll absolutely man so let's get out of here on that um i want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in please subscribe wherever you are listening to the podcast whether you're on apple spotify google or amazon um, please leave us a review. Please uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or any ideas for some future topics. Um, so all that in mind for my very good friend, Justin Hawara, this is T-Roll saying thank you for listening, and we will see you next time for another episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast. Take care. Take care.